Good morning, everyone. This is Jeffy Kennedy, author of fantasy, romance, and all of the heartwarming places they overlap. I'm here with my first cup of coffee. On today, Thursday, September 3rd, I showed a picture of my dead clematis to my friend Charlie the gardener yesterday. Uh, he's the um, Brit toy boy, boy toy, <laughs> of my friend Megan Mulray. Um, all of this being said, you know, of course he is a grown man and not a boy at all, but he is also a fellow gardener. And I went by there yesterday because I am going to look after their kitty for them for a few days. So I went to get the key and instructions, and he, uh, I showed him a picture of my dead clematis, and he said that they would, he says they'll come back, you know. I'm like, I don't know. I don't think this one will. <laughs> Boy, the rose is beautiful this morning. I should get a photo of this rose. We're really getting a because we're getting the rain, now the garden is finally starting to burgeon. Okay. My new trick is to not get so close to it and then crop it later. We'll see how that works. Very pretty. We'll see if it's in focus when I get it on the computer. For some reason, it shows in focus on my phone, and then when I get on the computer and look closely, not so much. And look at this. Here's a little cluster of Is this an artifact of the past, or is this a new incursion? <sighs> no pack rats allowed, guys. It's a lovely morning here. In the garden. Have to wipe off the table. It's mostly um, just detritus from the rain now. We've been getting rain. I don't think we got any rain yesterday or last night, but uh, sure has been nice. <sighs> I guess I keep mentioning that. Oh, sorry, stink bug. Okay, he's got his butt up threatening me. As if that will keep me from stepping on him. It'd be smarter just to run, guy. <laughs> huh, all right. So let's see. Where are we with things? Um, worked on Dark Wizard yesterday. I've, I've had a couple of slow days on that book. Uh, Monday, I got 3,000 words pretty easily in like two hours and 45 minutes and was all pleased with myself. But that finished out scene five. And then I moved into sort of the next phase of the story. And for some reason, that's going slowly. So on Tuesday, I only got like 2,100 words. And yesterday, I got 2,500 odd in my three hours, and I just didn't have time to put in a fourth hour. I had other things I had to do. 
And also, I wasn't sure it would do a whole lot of good because those words were feeling pretty... Um, not tooth pulley exactly, but just not flowing fast. And that's sometimes how it goes. I am sort of trying to figure out the next piece of this magic system and what I want it to be. And I, I've been going back and revising some too, reworking what I've written the day before, which I know is one of my do as I say, not as I do things. If I'm really intent on drafting. Okay, you don't need to sit here with your butt up. I'm going to put you... Oh, now he's going to play dead. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Silly thing. Um, I got distracted by the stink bug. Pinnacate beetle. He's got something in his mandibles. I think he doesn't want to give up. Maybe that's part of what's going on. Now he's on his back, pretending to be dead beetle, so I'll stop messing with him. Come on, guy. Did I say I'd stop messing with him? I did, didn't I? Okay. So anyway, sometimes it just goes more slowly. And, yeah, oh, that's what I was saying. If I was really going to be militant about getting the 3,000 words a day, then I would just be pushing forward and not allowing myself to go back. And that really is one of the keys to laying down the words. But I'm still on target to finish on the day I want to finish. And so I'm not sweating it too much. I'm feeling like this is, you know, it's not even midpoint because it's scene five, but I'm building up to the act two climax and I'm, I know where my characters are going, but I'm not exactly sure what all is going to get layered into what's going on with them, you know? So I'm kind of feeling my way through it and trying to decide what, a thing is capable of doing. So this is one of my deals with my approach to world building is, and I know that I am weird this way. I'm probably overly persnickety because even if I'm developing a magic system or deciding on, you know, like what a wizard, for example, I think it's fair to say that since we're talking about dark wizard, saying what a wizard is capable of doing, I still want it to fit within rational laws of the universe that there is, which I know is silly because it's like it's magic, but I still want there to be an underlying logic to it. And it bothers me when... <laughs> when authors don't do this. And I know that the readers don't care. So, you know, like there's this immensely popular series and I just read um, one of the newer books in it and I enjoy it very much. But they, um, you know, they tend to increase the stakes, the author. They up the stakes and up the stakes and create these... Um, 
very dramatic, try to think of what the word is I want here, um, dramatic consequences that, that then sort of just never materialize. That bothers me. And then there is all of this, um, you know, the magic system, they tend to give certain characters just more and more magic to make them more interesting and to give them abilities to do stuff without ever explaining why, where it came from or how it's working. And, and I know that the readers don't care because I see people talking about these books and they're like, oh my God, I love this. And, and I enjoy them too, except that it keeps bugging me <laughs> that, that they do this. And you guys are probably going to be able to guess what books I'm talking about. I, I can't decide, you know, it's like, am I worrying about things that I shouldn't worry about? Because clearly it doesn't matter to the story. Um, and there's also this huge, huge flaw in the way that the society and world has developed that they haven't accounted for. And, and that bothers me. So, I probably I am acknowledging that I really overthink these things. And I don't know why I continue to overthink them when it's probably not doing me any good. You know, it's like maybe I should just up the stakes and like this particular magic thing I'm trying to figure out, I should just have them be able to do whatever makes a story interesting, right? That should be, you know, that's one way to approach it. And yet, <clears throat> I don't know, maybe I'm just too, too what? I don't know. <laughs> Hi, Hummer. What? What are you telling me? Are you still good on juice or do you need more? Still good. I guess just coming to, oh, I know why, because I'm wearing a shirt with flowers on it. Yeah, I have big flowers. <laughs> that Hummer just zoomed like almost right up to my face. <laughs> yes, yeah. She's sitting on a little grapevine limb right now and fluttering her feathers. Probably had a little bath. So let's see, what else? I know I had other things to say. Oh, I was going to tell you guys. Remember how I was telling you about the Facebook ads guy? I told you about that on Tuesday, I think. So, he, yeah, I, I know I told you guys that. And in case you didn't listen to that podcast, I guess I could summarize because I'm not sure where I left it. You know, that we were supposed to have the call on Monday afternoon and I emailed him and told him that uh, I needed to reschedule and he called me anyway and he does this thing where if I don't pick up the phone he calls and and I hit ignore or whatever and then he calls back again like a minute later and leaves a voicemail and it's always like this. He always does the paired calls. So I don't know if this is like the system placing the calls for him, but I can tell you it's fucking annoying. So he called me at our appointment time, even though I'd emailed to say, can we reschedule? 
Then he tried to call again later, like an hour later, because he had left me a voicemail saying that he would try me back in a while. So he called me like an hour later, and I still didn't pick up. And then he finally replied to my email and said, oh, sorry, I didn't see this earlier. And of course, you can reschedule, but I'd like to get you on the phone for just 10 or 15 minutes to look at this one thing. And then he calls me again. (laughs) Double call. And I'm like, and I'm sure this is what I told you all on Tuesday morning, because I'm just perplexed. It's like, if I tell you that I don't have the time to do something that day, that doesn't mean, oh, I can wedge in 10 or 15 minutes. It means, you know, that's why I like the term bandwidth. I, I don't have the bandwidth to do this today. I'm putting my attention on other things. So I'm sure I told you all that on Tuesday. So then, today's Thursday, right? So Tuesday, we went back and forth on email a bit more because after he tried to call me again, after he had emailed me, I replied to his email and I said, "I <laughs> allow me to reiterate, I don't have time for this. Um, I need to reschedule. And he said, well, the best way to reschedule is with the original link. And I'm like, okay, great. And I hadn't done that yet. So yesterday he tried to call me, or Tuesday, he tried to call me in the morning and again in the afternoon, double call both times. And it's, I'm, I recognize his number now. I don't have him in my contacts, but it's like a 650 area code. And then yesterday he called me twice again and he's emailed me twice more, you know, and say, oh, you know, I really want to, you know, get you set up with whatever. And I think I told you guys that the tweaks that he gave me on the campaign, that it made my cl- my cost go way up and my book sales tanked. So I t- turned that off. And he mentioned that one of the voicemails saying, oh, well, you know, I see that you don't have this on and we really recommend this. And it's like, you know, I'm willing to give him another try because, you know, who knows why what he had me do didn't work. But really? <laughs> So it's it's starting to get kind of creepy that he's hounding me this way. I am not pleased. Not pleased. So I haven't decided what I'm going to do about it, but I've, I'm deeply regretting <laughs> giving him my number. You know, and sometimes I feel like I'm too militant about not wanting to give people my phone number. And I know that people get mad at me sometimes, you know, and they feel like I'm being a diva or I'm being uppity, but it's like, I just don't want that many people to have my cell phone number. I I don't like people calling my phone unless they're people I actually want to talk to. Why is this, you know, but, you know, of course, these businesses want to have your phone number so they can harangue you. So, and one of the worst parts was yesterday I went and got my hair done. You know, my every six weeks appointment to get the color done and get my hair trimmed up. And Sefwa is interviewing our new blog editors right now. And I had said that I would sit in on those interviews because I've been part of choosing who our publications people are. And they, our managing editor had sent me the, um, and I'd said this week was better than last week, which it is. It abruptly stopped recording on me. I think my phone is out of storage space. I need to like take a whole bunch of pictures off. So anyway, the managing editor had sent me uh, 
the schedule for the week, you know, sent me the, you know, like the invites for the various meetings. And one of them was yesterday at four, my time, and my hair appointment was three. The other ones I could all add, except that my one today is at four o'clock again at the same time as my yin yoga class. So I have to give that up. Um, but all for a good cause, right? So I had replied with the tentative on yesterday's and saying, you know, that I had an appointment at three, but that I would try to get on. I might be late. So I finished with my hair appointment about 4.20. And so I just sat in the car and dialed into the Google Meet from the car and was able to talk to the interviewee. And that was great. So, but then this Facebook dickwad kept trying to call me, called me three times while I was on that Google Meet call. And every time the phone would ring, even though I would hit ignore, it would bounce me out of the audio connection on my earbuds. And I would have to turn them off and back on again. And I would miss parts of this interview. So this did not endear me to him. So that that's sort of my whole my whole deal um i don't i don't really know what to make of this i i was going to go post a question to that facebook group on the um facebook ads but it looked like i couldn't post to it i think maybe she has it set up so that we can't post to it anymore so i might um I don't know. Have to see who can answer my question. I'm, I'm just not sure. I want to tell this guy not to call me anymore. <laughs> Frankly, uh, I think I'm going to have to tell him not to call me without an appointment. I need to. Uh, I do much better if I tell people to contact me through, like an online messaging system. It's like, well, you can call me through Google Hangouts. At some point here, I'm going to change my cell phone number so that. The spammers don't have it anymore. Especially if the Facebook ads guy won't stop freaking calling me. So I think that's my deal for the day. That's about all I will rant about. I listened to Leslie Penelope's podcast yesterday as I was driving around. And I, uh, hmm, it's a pretty bird in the tree. What are you? Is that a ladderback woodpecker? No, I don't think so. It's got some of the coloring. It's kind of behind a branch, and I can't really see. Oh, it is a ladderback woodpecker. Okay. It's just unusual to see them perching instead of upright, you know. So I'm sure I had things to say. It's always interesting to listen to Leslie talk about her process because she's so much more analytical than I am. Uh, you know, just talking about building characters out and that kind of thing. And for me, they just sort of appear fully fledged in my head. But I think she has noted before that I'm a much more intuitive writer. And she tends to be much more analytical about things. So it's just interesting to observe. All right. So I'm going to head out. Uh, First Cup of Coffee is part of the Frolic Media Podcast Network. You can find other podcasts you'll love at frolic.media slash podcasts. And I will talk to you all tomorrow. I hope that nobody calls you that you don't want to talk to. 
You all take care. Bye-bye.